Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Hey guys, I'm Jerry. And I'm Tracy. And we are... Hillbilly Horror Stories. I'm Justin. And I'm Jay. And we are Cryptids, Cryptids of, of the, the Corn Podcast. We are excited to be doing a live event with Hillbilly Horror Stories at Post Town Elementary, a school located in Middletown, Ohio, in the Cincinnati Dayton area. Post Town has been known as one of the most haunted schools in the world for decades now. In fact, their slogan is, when you leave here, you believe. The event is Saturday, April 22nd from 6 p.m. till 10 p.m. inside the haunted school. Wait, we're going to be in a haunted school at night? Uh, yeah, that's our best chance of seeing ghosts. But there's only 50 tickets available and priced at only $30. They're going to go fast. Your tickets get you to a live podcast by both Hillbilly Horror Stories and Crimson the Corn, as well as the ability to roam around one of the most haunted locations in Ohio. So get your tickets today at hillbillyhorrorstories.com. There'd be a lot of poop in the mic. I've seen a six-foot alligator go swinging through the air and slam into a tree. These guys are the scientists of the supernatural, lecturers leaving lessons for inquiring laymen. They are applying the scientific method to a world that baffles science. They are the cryptids of the corn. But who else has big black wings and red eyes? Um, Batman. Oh, Mothman. Oh, yeah, Mothman. A great white shark was stolen. Oh, someone stole a shark? I got stuff for you you don't even know about. She's a witch. She turned me into a newt. Who knows? Anything could be possible. Anything could be possible. It's really big mm-hmm. abduction vibes. Holy moly. It sounds like you were abducted. And it just stood up. I mean, it just like kept going and going. And she goes, what the... Welcome back to Cryptids of the Cord Podcast. Yes. I am the great and powerful Mr. E. And I am inevitable. <laughs> I am inevitable. I am Jay. 
Ooh. Inevitable J. And You're- together we're bringing you a really special episode. Uh, I cannot remember who suggested this topic, but we'll get to that in a minute. First front of house stuff. <laughs> remember, get on our YouTube. Please subscribe, comment, all that stuff. We're very close to being able to monetize YouTube. So that would help out, you know, greatly. We're doing no, new stuff on there. You yeah, can there's. See our, you can see our ugly mugs on there talking, and the see, background is always changing. Yeah. So we have a shelf that like has stuff that's always rotating out. Uh, like right now, we just added a Daryl Sims signed cup. Ooh, Daryl Sims and our friend, a centipede bowl dish. Ooh, which is nice. Yeah, I, I had to buy it when I seen it because it was anyways very unique. Uh, so we have the live show this weekend. If you have not got your tickets yet, this is the you know this is your opportunity. Where is it at, Jay? Post Town Elementary in Middletown, Ohio, six to ten p.m. Please come out. We greatly appreciate the support if you're able to. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're even hanging out after, so it's going to be an all night kind of thing. You can come see us, talk to us, watch us, hear us, touch uh, us if you really want to. Jay's always open to that. Uh, yeah, I guess so. You can touch the back of my head. We're gonna add a Patreon tier where like it's twelve dollars a month to come once a month and sniff Jay. Sniff? Okay, I'll, I'll, that's that's like fair. A deep sniff. You yeah, one deep sniff. The yeah. Back of your like the top of your bald head. Yeah. It's like sniffing a bowling ball. Oh my gosh! Ooh, which one? Some of them smell really good. Do they? Oh yeah, it's, Storm has all their bowling balls are scented, and oh they smell delicious. Why are they scented? Um, it's just like a selling point, and I tell you, it works. When you get a ball and you pick it up, it smells like blueberry muffins. I'm telling you, you're going to buy it, and it works. That is weird. Hey, we could do weird bowling facts. Like, we could throw one in every, you know, every once a month. If you guys want that, like, share, and comment. Leave us a comment if you want weird bowling facts, because we, I'll do it. We also, in a, that'll be a new podcast. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, weird bowling facts. That's it. <laughs> That is trademarked for anybody. Yeah. Uh, we also have, we're going to Ohio Bigfoot, Ohio Bigfoot Conference. Mm-hmm. First full weekend in May. It's coming up soon. Yeah, it's coming up. If you're coming out, let us know. It's going to be a lot of fun. If you're in, if you're even near Ohio or in Ohio and you like this stuff and you like us, you got to come to this thing. It is so much fun. Ohio Bigfoot, especially if you just want Bigfoot stuff. So, you know, we do a lot of cryptid conventions and stuff mm-hmm. like that. This is just Bigfoot. And it's loaded. Loaded with Bigfoot stuff and people and oh, I mean, it's great. pretty much every big name that's still traveling around actively will probably be here. Mm-hmm. Ohio Bigfoot weekend. People don't realize. So we just finally Ohio got knocked down to number four. Oh, for sightings. Yeah, and I don't think it's accurate. So let's just we got to bolster those numbers. Get out there. Get in the woods. But Ohio, as far as states go, has a lot of the the culture has moved towards Bigfoot. Yeah, I'd say so. I mean, there's a whole Walmart that's dedicated to Bigfoot and hockey. That's true, yes. Uh, but yeah, so if you're coming to a show, let us know you're coming. I try to learn faces. Mm-hmm. Uh, it worked. Natalie? Oh, that's right, yeah. I, she, we were walking around. I was walking around. I'm like, Natalie? And she's like, yeah. In North Carolina. Yeah, so I, I try. Uh, names are a little rough sometimes, but I, I'll know your face. He'd be like, I know we've, I've talked to you online and stuff like that. Uh, if you were trying to contact the show, the best way is email, and it's cryptos of the corn podcast at gmail.com. So please, like, if you want to come on or you want to promote, you know, let us know through that. If you have a story to share, yeah. Yeah. If you want to sponsor us, you know. Yeah. That's we appreciate it. It's a way to do it. There's a link below if you actually want to sponsor for Red Circle. We also have a Patreon, but we'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, ready for reviews? New reviews? Oh, new Five reviews. Five star reviews. We only got one this week, 
but it's a pretty good one. Ooh, I'm ready. It's from Nick States. Okay. And he's from the United States. Nice. Uh, one of the best podcasts is the title. Oh, that's nice. He says, Cryptids of the Corn is one of the best podcasts out there. If you like hauntings, Bigfoot, Bat Squatch, Atmospheric Shrooms, Dogman that are really raccoon men, and stories about everything in the water, the, you've come to the right place. The banter between Jay's 69th clone and the great and powerful <laughs> mystery is hilarious. Keep it up, guys. Cheers. <laughs> oh, that's great. Great. That is great. Thank you, Nick. That may be one we have to put on the studio, the new studio wall. Yeah, the quote. Yeah. yeah. My 69th clone. He is fun. And it's getting to be where the great and powerful mystery, like a lot of the emails are addressed. Good. Oh, Finally. great and powerful mystery. Finally. It makes me laugh because it's like, when we turn off the microphones, you kind of forget about it. Yeah, I know. And then, and then I open up an email, great and powerful mystery. It's weird. There's a, Yeah, there's going to be a like, you're going to be coming to work with like a pyramid on your head. <laughs> like, I'm the great and powerful mystery. You don't even know. What, you don't, I, People don't even know who I am. <laughs> That'll be funny. I'm the effing lizard king. You're going to spark shooting out of your fingers and things like that. Frogman wand. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we don't have any new Patreon members this week. But so Patreon, we offer a lot of fun stuff. We're getting ready. Uh, like the top tiers, like... Uh, you get sniff me. You get a sniff Jay. <laughs> but no, like this week's event, like we try to do a monthly event and stuff like that. Oh yeah, we're doing bingo. It's this bingo month. this month. It's actually already happened by the time this episode comes out. Oh, that's right. Okay. But it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, but no, so it's like, we try to have fun, and we try to make it where it's not just us coming on and talking more. You know, it's interactive and stuff like that, and you get prizes. You know? Right. Like, uh, what did we just do? We just did Cryptid March Madness. Yeah, that's that right. That was a lot of fun. That was pretty good. Uh, I broke several pens. Yes, you did. Very angry. And I was thinking, the Patreon members had a lot of fun with it, because it's like, I lost to an F and coin flip. Yeah. It's the, way, it's the way she goes. Yeah. It's the way of the road. All right, but enough about all that stuff. Let's talk about urban legends. Oh, so the nitty gritty. This is our main topic today. Yes, urban legends. So we, I had a little trouble with this episode, with actually deciding a what way I wanted to go with it. Okay. So, like, I have examples here of common ones from around the country and even around the world, and these are ones that ninety nine percent of us as kids, no matter where you grew up. I know there's similar things in the Philippines, there's similar things in Europe and stuff like that. And, you know, specifically here in the U.S. Uh, for You know, so this is a quick list. Is one of them um, step on a crack, break your mama's back? No, but I mean, that is that is one of them. Okay, you know, Something gotcha. like that. Uh, Crybaby Bridges. Okay, yeah. Uh, you remember a long time ago we talked about it in Ohio, yeah. Two Facts and a Fake. In Tiffin, Ohio, yeah. Uh, but no, Ohio has over 400 Crybaby desi- bridges. designated Crybaby Bridges. What's with Bridges. It's just because it's a weird, eerie place out in the country. Water. But 99% of them have nothing actually paranormal attached to them. Hmm. So that's this thing is that it's this thing in the zeitgeist, this thing in the the back of the American psyche specifically is all I can talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think it's more of a world psyche. The bridges crossing water. You know, there's ancient stories about crossing water with bridges and stuff like that. So it's just an a human fascination. And we attribute stories that don't really exist. Like... Like I said, there's, you know, 400-ish, something like that. Right. In Ohio. Right, just Ohio alone. Not all these bridges had babies thrown off them. Right, right, that's true. Now, you know, it's... But is it that the thing is you hear the baby crying? Is that the, yes, why it's crying? because baby? a mom threw the baby off the bridge. But it's the same-ish story. Gotcha. You know, for 400 bridges. It just doesn't happen like that. Hmm. I'm just now wondering, too, like the architecture of a bridge... 
the way it arches, you know, into the water and things like that, if it's creating some electromagnetic flow. So I don't think it is for this. I think it's just, it's a crossroads kind of deal in, yeah. our, in our heads, and we have to attribute some story. And think about it. It's a common thing that a kid can go to at night. Oh, yeah. Like, it's like 16-year-olds are always on bridges, in the, at least our part of the country. Yeah, we used to go down this bridge. Well, you've been, you know. Cottonwood. Right down the road from my house, that little Oh, that bridge. bridge, yeah. We used to go down there and hang out, and we never, like, yeah, we, I guess we didn't go there too much at night, but we I remember being there at night. You go in there and cross the water. It's just fun. Hang out under a bridge for some reason. It's fun. Uh, Lady in White's another really popular one. Like, a lot of these stories are that, you know, she's killed on prom night, blah, blah, blah. You know, like, there's all these, like, stories, different ones. Bride ran away, died, or, you know. Yeah. But it's a lady dressed in white that hitchhikes, asks for a ride home. Almost every state in the Union has the same story. Hmm. A lot of European countries have this story, and even some Asian countries have a similar story. Yeah. So, this is one of those things that I don't know if we are manifesting it as humans. Mm -hmm. Like, we desire this this fairy tale, this story. So are we creating this as a byproduct of us existing? Very well could be, I and, suppose. Yeah, because not like half the time, like, I mean, there's hundreds of these stories. Mm-hmm. Not every time a lady died in a white dress. Right, in those yeah. areas. Right. Even at Mexico, Mexico has similar lady in white stories with different origins, but a similar thing seen. Right. So is it, hmm, could it all be something similar, but I guess... We just attribute different stories to the same thing. I don't know. See, this is like this is why it's a hard episode. Yeah, is because we could dive into Crybaby Bridges for an hour and a half. Yeah, probably. we could dive into Lady in Whites. I mean, literally, there's whole podcasts that have a se- like a season of just Lady on Lady in White. Mm, okay, like it's so we're just kind of flying over. The- Ghost Hitchhiker is another one that like a lot of people have the same thing with different origins, but the same phenomena happening. Just ghost hitchhikers? Yeah, yeah. They they pick up somebody, they look back in the car, they're disappeared, yeah. or they have black eyes or whatever. Screw that. Most of the time it's it's nothing bad. What, what about like ghost vehicles? Ghost cars. So that that was going with the like the uh the bridges and stuff like that, you know. Okay. Like half these bridges there's something spooky with. Right, yeah. Where if you park and you, you flap, you know, you flash your lights five times, all that you know. Every body of water has a monster. Okay. Like, it just doesn't matter. So are we like, what? What do you mean? Like, every, like, this is an urban legend. Like, no, every state, every county, every body of water is like, there's a monster in that lake. Oh, gotcha. Okay. And some of them, you know, we talked about some more credible ones. Like Sinkhole Sam. Yeah. I mean, they fed him. Like, he was there. He was there, yeah. But no, this is like, every lake of fish at Michigan has a monster. Gotcha. And Indian Lake has a monster. A man-made lake has a monster. Real Indian Lake yes. has, supposedly has one? Yes. What's its monster supposed to be? In the Indian Lake lake monster. It's like a big shark fin. And what it is is it's muskrats carrying uh, lily pads. It looks like a big shark fin going across the lake. Interesting. Muskrats. But so, like, yeah, this is just one of those urban legends that every body of water that exists will have a monster in it. Probably does, though. Way deep down. Wait, if it's no, I think there's criteria. We've talked about this in other lake monster episodes. It's got to be, you know, an actual. I think a more natural lake. It's got to have like habitat and stuff like that. Indian Lake doesn't have anything for a big animal. Zebra muscle monster. Zebra muscle monster. They all collect it as one. If they did that, we'd they all be dead. St- they start walking. Indian or Lake Erie would rise up <laughs> and destroy everything. <laughs> uh, but no, the creepy family on the hill. 
I kind of put it on the hill, but you know, there's always this one house that has a creepy family. Everybody's like, you know, oh, creepy family. Okay, this is weird. Like half the time, they're normal people, or they're you know, they're they're people that prefer their privacy, or whatever. They're yeah. not they're not monsters, is what I'm getting at. The Adams family and the uh, the monsters, the monsters showed that. Like yeah. you know, that was the whole. That's why I love the those cartoons of it. or not the cartoons. Yeah, they're weird, but they're not. But like, they're good people. Yeah, yeah, they're just different. Yeah. And I think, you know, that's one of these things that the, the weird, creepy family on the hill gets, you know, those kids get bullied or whatever, it's, mm-hmm. you know. Um, you ever seen the movie The Burbs? Mm-hmm. I don't know why I'm referring to movies, but uh, it's with Tom Hanks in it. I don't care too much for him anymore, but yeah, they, this new, they're living like this little cul-de-sac and this weird, creepy family moves in and they're all like suspicious of him. And then they all think that, and then their one neighbor leaves for like a, the weekend he just leaves his house. I forget something had like a family emergency, but he didn't tell anyone. So they thought this new family that just moved in, they were like funeral home directors and they thought they kidnapped him and murdered him and had him buried in their basement. And so they divide all the people in this cul-de-sac devised this whole idea that this new family has captured this old man and murdered him. And they got bodies buried in their basement and all this stuff. So they break in their house and they start like investigating it. He ends up breaking the gas line, blowing up their entire house. But then turns out, they really did have, like, they were really killing people. <laughs> like, they were actually right, but the whole time, it makes them seem like they're crazy, but it's it's a pretty funny movie. Mm. Uh, Creepy Family on the Hill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Old Woman's a Witch. Okay. So there's oh, yeah. always you hear this crazy, yeah. That, and this is, that's why I'm, tr- this, this little quick list is all about these ones that are pretty ubiquitous across at least the U.S. Right, oh yeah. That There's a single older woman that half the time has some type of dementia or Alzheimer's or personality disorder to where like she's just struggling, but specifically kids see a odd woman. Yeah. And uh, maybe not the best up cap and stuff like that. So they make the stories about her being a witch and all this stuff. But sometimes it's more likely not though. You know anyone though? There was a, I won't name names, but there was, there was a lady when we were kids that everybody said was a witch. And then did it? Was she though, or now did... later on in life, I knew that she lost her husband, ah. and she just kind of never was normal again. So there's a good example of it. Like she was like her hair was always crazy, like her house was always cluttered, like you could yeah. see. Like so, she lost her husband, and she just never recovered. But as kids, yep. you know, she was scary. She, she was, was a, you know, a witch. She would yell at us yeah. and stuff like that. But it was because she was mentally struggling. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So that is that example. That I have one more. Uh, and then we'll start on our big list. Okay. That every ha- abandoned house is haunted. <laughs> Ain't that so true, though? That's what I'm saying, that these ones are ones that are ubiquitous. Yeah. Every abandoned house is haunted. We used to say, we made up so many stories about, you remember that old rundown uh, semi-station out by Tommy Tire? Mm-hmm. We had so many stories of murders that happened in there. Just made up. And made they were 100% made up. Yeah, yeah. Nothing happened in there. Oh, yeah. They closed it because the, the oil tank started leaking under the ground. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> that is so true, though. Like, there's so many houses out around our, just us. That's Oh, that's haunted. Or it looks haunted. Or it's, you know, you just say it's haunted. The real haunted about us is that people living in them. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I know they do. There's some houses that my friends, uh, what they, I mean, it was probably 15, 20 years ago now. We were a lot younger. Um, but they not too far from here. It's saying like all this creepy stuff that happened 
in this old brick, like this old house, like really weird stuff, like they're an old piano playing, you know, like the, you know, the most com not the most common stuff, but stuff you hear about haunted houses, but they weren't the only family that lived in, that I knew that lived in that house that had the same stories, like talking about it. It's pretty creepy. I stayed in a house once that was supposedly haunted and none of us believed it was my friend's they they own like this farm property or whatever so they rented the house out on it but at this time no one lived in it so we would just go over there and like play video games and stay the night like sleepovers there and they're like yeah it's haunted here i'm like yeah right so we're all there this first time i ever been there we were eating those harry potter jelly beans remember those mm -hmm. so we're eating those playing grand theft auto vice city and then all we hear upstairs is we just hear a footstep boom 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 and we all like stopped and no one's upstairs. We're all down there playing the game. And then you hear a door slam upstairs. We're all like, ah, like it scared <laughs> the crap out of us. And then someone went up there to see if there was anybody up there. And there wasn't nobody up there. But that, I think that was the only thing we ever heard. But um, I'm like, okay, then maybe this house is a little bit haunted. Maybe. Uh, but So these are ones, like this little list I put together, are ones that are kind of common, specifically in the heartland of North America. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. But... Why would we talk about common things? And I think like 99% of these could be written up. I'm going to steal a line from the Kryptonaut podcast. To the whimsy of a child. <laughs> no, it's just like something that's a little... like the, the child's mindset, when you look at these things, the world is so much bigger and scarier. Specifically, with, like locally. Yeah. So you make up stories, you make up... The, and that's why I think 99% of the stuff... And then after you tell your little brother, and then they tell, you know... So then by the time that it's only four or five years old, uh-huh, it's been through, you know, nine generations of school. Yeah. So ain't, ain't that funny too? Like you say that to like your little brother or something, then they take it as gospel. Right. And they spread it. But that's how like Cottonwood Road here uh, by us. That's true. That's how all the stories started on that one. Huh. I didn't even think about that. And yeah. it's because of one guy originally, one kid made up a story. Yep. And then it became what happened there. It spreads like wildfire, especially especially when you're in school. So and you got a good story to to share. You're going to be telling to all your friends. So and that's stuff. the heart of an urban legend, in my mind. Mm -hmm. That it's this kind of thing. That there may be nuggets of truth there, like the like there may be originally something that happened, but by the time that it's in the zeitgeist, it's, it's there. It's been modified so much. Yeah. That you know. So what I did. I didn't do this. Somebody else did this, but uh, I stole it. Uh, no, uh, a small urban legend that is exclusive to each state. Okay, let's get going. Let's get cracking at yeah, it. Yeah, because it's going to be a little bit of a over. This going to be a little bit of a longer episode. But uh, so they're in alphabetical order, just for you. Yeah, we'll see if I did it right or not. So first should be Alabama, right? <sighs> and Alaska. Oh yeah, Alaska. No, it's Alabama. No, yeah, you're right. Oh yeah, it's Alabama. Duh. Yeah, but A L A right, and then B B yeah. Uh, no, Hell's Gate Bridge. Ooh, okay. So a little bit of a modification on the you know the eerie bridges yeah. of most of the U S. It's generally said the story the Hell's Gate Bridge starts in 1950s. A young couple were driving over the bridge, and somehow drove their car off the bridge one night, and they both drowned. Mm. There are two legends associated with the Hell's Gate Bridge. One of if you drive your car into the middle of the bridge, turn off your lights, a couple will magically appear in your car and leave a wet spot on the seat. Ooh, that's kind of creepy. The other one is how the bridge got its name. It is the belief that the drivers that went over the bridge 
and looked over your shoulder halfway through. The, you'll you basically see the portal to hell open up behind you. Oh my gosh! So this is uh, and that's 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 how short these are going to be. Yeah. Uh, so this is a a kind of a localized modification on the story of the haunted bridges, the Crabby bridges, mm-hmm. these light bridges, where you have to do an action and you get a result. Yeah. Now, if someone actually had the result of wetness appearing in their car, that would freak me out. No joke. It's because the other person in the backseat peed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They peed and they jumped out. So they left a wet spot. Yeah. So. <laughs> Mystery solved. Mystery solved. <laughs> no. So, yeah. That's Hell's Gate Bridge. Okay. I like that one. That one's interesting. Alaska. Ooh. Is now, it... this has words I can't pronounce. I'm, I'm going to guess this one's going to be like some ghost murderer. Ooh, maybe. The Tuscara. The Tuscara. The Tuscara. Is what we're going to go with of the Alaskan Triangle. Everyone knows the story of the Bermuda Triangle, but you may not know about the Alaskan Triangle. On average, five out of every thousand people go missing in Alaska every year. That's a lot. And we're going to do an episode on the Alaskan Triangle. Don't worry, everybody at home. But there's actually several topics on here that will be full episodes. Hmm. But the Alaskan Triangle is scary because of the actual that, number of people. Yeah, missing. Uh, that's like 1%. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of freaking people. It's almost 1%. I guess it's half a percent. True. It's still a lot of people. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, anyways, out, yeah, so according to the LA Times, uh, so even if there's nothing uh, supernatural going on, it's easy to get lost in Alaska. The Tingalant tribe who live in uh, Juni have their own explanation for the high number of missing people, the evil spirit called the Tuscara. Uh, the Tuscara are shape-shifting half-man, half-otters who lure women and children into the water with fake cries in order to steal the human spirits and drown them. Hmm. Interesting. That's scary. Could just be... Yeah, that's scary. I'm not ruling that out, like, as being existing. Some of these, I'm the same way with you. Yeah. That, uh, that some of these... We'll get to them. And some of these are cryptids and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know... Anyways, Arizona. Ooh. The Ghost of Slaughterhouse Canyon. Oh, that sounds like a Quentin Tarantino movie. So the story of Slaughterhouse Canyon also are also called the less frightening Laurels Canyon. Oh, it takes heard place of that. during the gold rush. Yeah. Slaughterhouse, you probably have heard of it. Uh, during the 1800s, there's a family who lived in the canyon. They were very, very poor. Uh, the father would venture into the canyon for food for his family. As you might have guessed, one day the father did not return. Mm. So his family slowly starved and descended into madness. The mother, unable to bear listening to her children's cries anymore, put on her wedding dress, murdered her children, and threw them into the nearby river. The next day, she succumbed to starvation herself. Legend states that if you go down to Slaughterhouse Canyon at night, even now you will hear a loud, anguished cries of the mother who lost her mind. So this is like a Lila, Lila Trusa from Mexico. No, the woman the, in the white the dress. Weeping, yeah, the weeping woman. Yeah. And that's the, her. It's a very, very similar story where she drowned her own kids and stuff like that. Yeah, it is, ain't it? Oh, that one was, it's creepy. So this is one I'm just going to read, uh, but it's the, for Arkansas. Okay. The Boggy Creek Monster. Oh, okay. We know that one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But no, so they're specifically talking about the really, really early parts of the legend from the 1830s. Okay. Uh, with wild men in Boggy Creek. There was even one that got captured, and they tried to make him put on clothes and stuff like that, 
It was horrible. He was and not then having it. He got out. He punched a horse and killed the horse dead. I tell it like a southerner. Yeah. He punched that horse and killed it dead. Killed it dead. Uh, and then ran away. So he like broke out of his cage, looked at this horse. So he's like, Foof. just punch it. Like the horse is going to stop him from escaping. Yeah. Well, you never know. I guess when you're a wild man. I guess if you're going to chase him down, you got to have to use your horse to catch him. <laughs> I so mean, he just, and that's a pretty good sign. If you see the guy like, that you just had in a cage escape, yeah. punch a horse and it drops dead and then runs off, guess what? I don't have the drive to go look for him. Right. Or it's like, you know, uh, someone escapes from their captor and then they go out and stab their tires and like pop their tires. Same thing. Then they run off. Yeah, but no, a horse is a little different, though. Well, it's, it's a living animal. It's a mode of transportation. Yeah. But, but when you're a beast, of bo- when you're a wild man, I mean, you're just, it's the same mindset. Uh, <laughs> California, the char man. Char man? And then I've heard this story uh, before. It's a very, very interesting story. This is a short version. Is it like a charmander? No. Oh, okay. The char man's origin story is extremely gruesome. Okay. A father and son were both caught in a house fire and horribly burnt in 1948. After the fire, the son became so mentally unstable that he killed his father. When the police found the son, he was unrecognizably burnt. They didn't realize he was even alive. So he ran away before they were able to arrest him for the murder of his father. The story goes that ever since the char man can be spotted wandering the woods surrounding the area, occasionally approaching tents and innocent campers, or pretending to be a hitchhiker than attempting to attack and murder them. Oh my gosh. And now this is one that like, uh, so for us, Mongoloid Road. Yeah. Where you drive down, you're like, oh, the Mongoloids are going to come out and grab us. This is one that people do. Like they drive down and then they say they see a figure running towards the car and they take off and stuff like that. that. You ever seen the videos where people look like in their backup cams and they see like figures running at them? So there's that Michigan one that's real. Is that the Bigfoot thing? No, it's a it's people in robes. Oh, gotcha. And it's uh not a not a cult, but a religious organization. Okay, cult. No, remember, there's no true definition of cult. Oh, you're right. Uh, but anyways, yeah, and they'll run up and like attack your cars because it's a private road and stuff like that. Screw that. Uh, but yeah, there's so actually, the char man. Oh, the char man. Yeah, no, I don't want the char man. I wouldn't like that one. Uh, ready for Colorado? Oh, okay. Mountains. Here we go. The many legends of Riversdale Road. Riversdale Road is the site of not one, but eight creepy stories, ranging from Hell's Gates to ghosts of slaves hanging trees, to the, the, the stretches decidedly spooky stretch of road. The creepiest story, though, is that of the Phantom Jogger. One day, there was a driver who hit a jogger, freaked out, and left her there for dead. Now it's said that if you park on the side of the crash, you'll hear disembodied footsteps getting closer and closer. And people have reported handprints on the windows and banging sounds as if somebody's kicking from underside the car. Mm. Oh, that's weird. Ugh. Those joggers are everywhere in Colorado, though, especially Denver. Yeah, you don't ever run them. Mo- you're not supposed to run them over. It's just to open your door and hit them on the way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's funny. Oh, that's in a Weird Al song. Uh, it's talking about being stuck in a traffic jam. And he says there's like a motorcycle zooming, you know, by. And, it, and he was all like frustrated because he couldn't move. And he opened, just opened his door <laughs> as the motorcycle zooming by and he hits him. So <laughs> oh, I'll tell funny. you this. If you're jogging, great. If you're bicycling, great. 
Get out of the road. <laughs> Stay in the lane, in the jogger lane. Get out of the, the road. <laughs> yeah. In our part of the country, it is horrid. Is it? Yeah, especially in the country roads and stuff like that. All these college joggers that go out oh, there. Oh, yeah. They take up the whole road. Yeah. Like, get out of the road. You got to be careful. You can't. Get out of the road. Be... You have a mile and a half long track on your campus. Yeah. Just get out of the country. Oh, well. Get these out farmers, of the country. You can't these farmers, say that. Are, these farmers are stressed. <laughs> get out of the county. <laughs> Like, get out of the country roads. <laughs> yeah, I know. It just sounds funny. Get out of the country. <laughs> Joggers. We're not even out of the seas yet. This okay. is going to be a long Let's episode. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Connecticut. Ooh. Hannah Coran. Or Corana. Hannah trying... Corana? Hannah Corana. No, C-R-A-N-N-A. C-R-A. Hannah Corana? Yeah. Okay. That's Hannah Corana. Known as the Wicked Witch of Monroe. Hannah Corana gained a reputation as a witch in the 19th century when her husband died by mysteriously falling off a cliff. <laughs> he had a hand problem on his back. Mysteriously flying off a cliff. Like, he fell off a cliff. Mysteriously. Yeah, but he had a hand print on his back. Yeah, or a boot or a high heel print. <laughs> <laughs> the local reporters believe that she had bewitched him. People also believe that she could cast spells on people she didn't like. Hannah lived to the age of 77, but right before she died, she asked to be carried down to the cemetery in her coffin by foot, not wagon. After her death, the people in Monroe tried to wheel her coffin down the hill, but were unable to. The coffin kept falling off as if somebody was jumping inside, so they were forced to carry it. Mm. When the townspeople returned to her home, they found it completely engulfed in flames. Sealing Hannah's reputation as witch for witchcraft. Now you can visit her real grave in Thumble, Connecticut. So she probably had hired someone to burn her house down. So this, when I die, what I really want to happen is I want to have a prepaid five to seven Italian men, big Italian men, okay. dressed in really nice suits, stand in line, don't talk to nobody, don't say nothing, come up to my casket, hold my hand, and say, we're going to miss you, boss, and then walk out. So everybody I know is like, what was he really doing? And he then had, and, he had stuff happening that. And then you have them burn your house down too. No, just like, I have to like just have them digging in their front yard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like there's nothing there, but just have them digging, right. take like a little metal box out. Yeah, pre yeah pre plan it. Don't let them open it in front of anybody. All right, all right. We're moving on to the D's. Okay, Delaware, East Coast. Here we go. The the ghost of Mister Chu. Mr. Chu? Yep. C-H-E-W. Okay. Chu, right? Yeah. I'm like, don't test me, Jay. No, I'm just, I'm just like, I don't know. I don't know where this is going. Uh, well, not a particularly mean-spirited ghost. Samuel Chu's story is still disconcerting. Chu was the chief justice of the Delaware Supreme Court in 1741. Okay. As the story goes, while he was alive, he didn't always get the respect he deserved. People frequently made fun of him for his name and uh, mimicking sneezing sounds while they walked while he walked by, like a chew. Yeah, oh, clever. So after his death, people reported seeing his ghost sitting under a popular tree, wandering it uh, uh, wandering the courthouse and just generally creeping out residents of Dover. Chew would also pull out men's coattails and give women a cold, icy feeling. Ooh, Mr. Chu. So he wasn't a, a bad ghost, but right. like, he, people picked on him a lot. So he picked Keep on mind, him back. He was the Supreme Court Justice of of Delaware. 
Right. And people, and people are, would go, achoo, achoo, <laughs> following him around and stuff like that. Kids would throw stuff at him. Jeez. <laughs> so he's just a ghost that's sitting there. I just imagine him like, Hmm. Yeah, like uh, yeah, make flipping, fun of me, flipping people off, pulling out their coattails, tripping them, slapping butts. Yeah, icy feeling. I, 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 pretty sure he was a butt pincher. <laughs> uh, Mr. Chew, the butt pincher. Ready for Florida? Yeah. Oh, so all the all the weird stuff in Florida. What do you think they picked for the urban legend? Probably some like weird turtle. <laughs> Fair guess. <laughs> uh, no, the gravity defying spook hill. So the ones, this is just okay. uh, Spook Hill. It's, one of those anomaly spots. Yeah. And this is the one that uh, people still have. They're pretty sure it's like an optical illusion, but this is the one they still haven't proven for that yet. Oh, where the water runs uphill. Yeah. Cars park and they roll uphill. Yeah. But legends say that the hill is a Native American burial ground of an epic battle with Native American chief against a crocodile. Hmm. That's pretty insane. Most people don't realize it. There are crocodiles in North America. Yeah. Specifically, well, they're only in Florida, but they are here. Uh, legends say that the hills are either the sites of near burial grounds or this type of battle. But the truth is, actually, it's an illusion created by the hills surroundings. That's what I would imagine. Yeah. So this is a funny one because we literally just had a Patreon member message me about this one today. Okay. Uh, the ghost town of Lake Lanier. In which state? Georgia. Georgia. Oh, okay. L-A-N-I-E-R. Okay, Lanier, yeah. Okay. Like Bob Lanier, the basketball player. That's <gasps> what it's named after. Uh, yeah, maybe. No. Uh, so at the bottom of Lake Lanier lies almost a fully intact town, ferries, racetrack, and multiple cemeteries. The Georgia government, in its uh, determination to create Lake Lanier, bought up the entire town in order to clear the space for the lake after receiving congressional approval in 1946. However, they just decided to let the water cover up the town rather than demolishing anything. Yeah, they didn't even bother. Uh, now Lake Lanier is decidedly eerie feeling about it. There have even been an unusual number of freak accidents and death on this lake. Uh, in 2011 alone, there were 17 accidental drownings. Oh, that's weird. Just accidental drownings. That's weird. Many of the people who drowned there uh, have been recovered, so as in they found their bodies. Right. People have reported feeling arms and legs in the water, but not being able to find them. So, like, there's a lot of these divers. So, this is one where this will probably be a full episode later on, where divers are looking for bodies. They're out there looking for people that have recently drowned. Yeah. And they feel arms and legs and grab them. And then it just kind of disappears, and they can't find their bodies. That's weird. And then the body is found in another part of the lake. That is so weird. And there's also reported, like, giant catfish in the lake, and, like... Yeah, because they're probably eating all these dead bodies. But even, like, monster shapes. So divers can't really explain what they're seeing. Like, like, like the, the monster catfish story is, like, another urban legend for mm-hmm. North America. Uh, even though they can get very large. We, don't, we talked about that in the past. But the this Lake Lanier one, it's, like... Imagine like a Volkswagen shadow. Okay. Yeah. Crawling around the bottom like a big crap. Mm, okay. So but divers say that. And like, and then they'll have, I don't want to go too much into this because it's going to be a whole episode, but they'll have crystal clear water quality and then it'll instantly be murky and you'll see this giant shadow cruising past you. But it's not like it's swimming. It's almost like a mountain's moving. Yeah. That's weird. Hmm. 
Yeah, we're going to have to dive into that one later. Mm-hmm. Get some good it, stories. It, some of these are really going to be full episodes for a future. It's just last night I was uh, at Jimmy's house, and he was telling me a fishing story about big catfish, and I'll have to play it for you. I recorded oh, some of it, but it's pretty funny. So, Hawaii. Oh, okay. The Night Marchers. Ooh. Night Marchers, according to Hawaiian lore, are not evil spirits, but they are not. Uh, but they do demand respect. They are spirits of ancient Hawaiian warriors who march along the islands to protect the sacred areas. Legend says that if you look directly at a night watcher, you'll be marked for death. And if at some chance you find yourself in the middle of a procession, you're supposed to lie down in the middle of the road and stare at the road until they pass. That is weird. I wonder if people like, I would like to see or listen to people's actual accounts of encountering this. Now, a long time ago, uh-huh. uh, not, it was way before like Ghost Hunters, all this stuff, yeah. when uh, Monster Quest was really big. There was another show that was Monster Quest-esque about hauntings, and they did this one. Oh, wow. And I watch people talk about, like, literally seeing these processions and stuff like that. Mm. And, like, the Native Hawaiians, which they should, they revere these, because, like I said, uh, if you make eye contact with these guys, you will be marked for death. Yeah. That's scary. That's creepy. So, like, there's, like, Native Hawaiians that have heard, like, these big marshes come in, and they'll, they'll just lay down. Yeah. Man. Imagine if you didn't know, though. You just saw they're on vacation. Well, we talked about it a couple weeks ago about stealing the rocks from Hawaii. Oh, yeah, yeah. Bad news bears. I took rocks from Canada once, and I always thought that was bad juju. But they're mine now. All right. Ready for Idaho? Oh, yes. It's a potato man. I, you got it. No, it, did it's I? not. Oh, dang it. The Water Babies of Massacre oh, Rock. Yeah, this is a good one. This could be its own episode. This will be. Uh, and these are not the Water Babies we've talked about in the, in the past. Oh, it's other Water Babies? Yeah. Okay. Keep in mind, the ones we we're talking about were in Utah. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. This is Idaho. Waterberry babies are Native American legend that are found in a couple different places in America. But their most famous presence in is Ponticello at Massacre Rock State Park. The Shush- or, okay, the Shoshone tribe. I yeah, always Shoshone. say it wrong. Yeah. Because it's spelled sh- almost shoeshine. Yeah. The Shoshone tribe were first uh, recorded in 1805. They were roaming the Great Plains in the early 1500s. So it is not clear uh, when exactly this legend originated. But the story goes that the Shoshone experienced an extreme famine. The mothers were forced to drown their babies in the rivers rather than watch their children starve. Today, some people claim to sit there quietly by the river, by Massacre Rock, and you'll hear babies crying underneath the water. Other stories say that the babies grew gills and fins and survived, but now they seek revenge on their mothers by luring unsuspecting victims to their deaths in the rivers. So a little different than the Utah ones. Yeah, but still, nonetheless... You don't want to be in the water with, in, in this lake, especially when it's dark. This is probably the scariest one on this list. Oh, okay. Uh, for good reason. Which state? Illinois. Oh, okay. Homie the Clown. Homie? Homie. Okay. Homie the Clown. He's from Chicago in the 90s. Mm-hmm. There's a rumor going around in, element, in, in elementary school that there was a creepy man dressed as Homie the Clown. Yes, that clown from li- The Living Colors. Uh, driving around in a white van trying to lure kids in with candy and money. In some variation, he kidnaps. In others, he uh, does very bad things to kids. But in all variation, Homie left a mark on young kids in Chicago in the 90s. Yeah, it's probably really happened. 
That's this one's. That's this is just creepy because I can guarantee that this is real and really happened, especially in big cities. Any oh man, I don't like the sound of this one, dude. I'm glad I didn't live in Chicago in the '90s. It's not you know that, funny. You know, I'm laughing because it's horrible. It is horrible. Because I don't think that one belongs on this list. You know, like that's a little bit of a different caliber. Caliber. Urban legend. That's just. This is just a creepy. So that why did it's this. an urban legend is yeah. homie never got caught. Yeah, that's see, that's nuts. And so have you ever seen the movie In Living Color? I don't know if I have. So apparently, homie the clowns from that. Okay, so this guy was imitating that. Yeah. I assume. Or well, kids were having nightmares, and like we talked about making up stories and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But uh, this one, I can but just almost guarantee. This happened. is also that's the time of the the big kidnappings, like sprees and the scares and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, you know how how much that would not happen around here if someone's even remotely or like in where we live, you know, is driving around in a big white van in a clown costume trying to lure kids in. He would be shot. There's a reason we have so many pig farms. You'd be shot that day, guaranteed. I mean, yeah, I know people end up in pig farms around here. Oh, for sure. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Uh, Iowa. Ooh, okay. The Black Angel. Ooh, okay. The Black Angel stands over eight feet tall in Oakland County Cemetery in Iowa City. And is she is said to be all black. Most people are most likely because of her dark appearance. Multiple legends have cropped up around her. One legend says she's a pregnant woman, uh, should never walk under her, or she'll lose her child. Others say if you touch or kiss the statue, you'll be dead within six months. Hmm. Whether haunted, cursed, or completely harmless, the statue definitely is a somber sight. So this is a statue. Yeah, a haunted statue. Like, in the, there's weird, like, it's really weird. Is it a statue that's, like, there permanently, or is it just a pure? It's there permanently. You can okay. go see this. Okay. I don't want to. I don't want to touch it either. Uh, Kansas. The Legend of the Devil's Chair. The so Legend of the Devil Chair goes like this. An old farmer in Alma refused to sell his land to the city in order to build a new cemetery. Someone got a little too tired of waiting for him to sell, so he was pushed into selling his own or his own well. Uh, so sorry. So someone got a little tired of waiting for him to sell his land, so he was pushed into his own well. That's what I thought. Okay. Yeah. They killed so, him. Yeah, they pushed him into his own well. I, I like the guy from earlier that uh, fell off the cliff. Yeah, <laughs> magically flying. Uh, eventually, someone said 
that there was a terrible smell coming from the well. So the city sent someone in to investigate. Can you imagine going down into the well? And find this guy's rotting body. It was ruled that the well was empty. And then it was boarded up. Hmm. Just had a stink. Now if you make your way to Alma, you can actually sit on the boarded up well. But legends say that people who have sat on the well have been known to mysteriously disappear in the following weeks. Oh, that's weird. That's strange. Hmm. That's a pretty scary one, actually. Mm-hmm. Kentucky. The goat man of Pope Lick. Oh, we know this one. So, yeah. Yeah, and uh, this one, basically, you get lured out onto the bridge. Uh, you see the goat man. Most of the time, the train kills you. So, this is an active train trestle. This has, like, over 70 deaths attributed to this train trestle. Dang. Do not go to Pope Lick. Yeah. Specifically, do not go alone. Make sure you have a friend that can pull you off because normally it only affects like one person at a time. But the most recent death was in 2016. A woman fell to her death uh, while looking for the goat man. So she literally fell off the bridge, Trestle. Don't do not do this one. So recent too. That's nuts. And there was just even more recent in 2019 or 2020. Uh, a young man was hurt on the Dang. bridge. That's craziness. How do they not people not know at this point? There's a parking lot. There's signs and stuff like that. Like, if the, when you hear about Pope Lick, like, you think this is, like, way out in the boonies and right, stuff like yeah. that. No, you can drive up to it, and people, there's just some kind of effect, whether it's an actual the actual goat man effect or it's just human nature. Yeah. Curiosity killed the cat. But, like, so this is a blind, so the trains come around this corner on a blind hill. Yeah. So you, you don't know they're coming until they're right on top of you, and it's, like, 80 foot in the air, so you have to jump or get hit by the train. Man. What I think they should do, but the reason they don't do this is because they don't encourage people, is build on the sides of this train track standing area. Yeah, yeah, like a walking path. But they don't want to encourage people being up there. Yeah, true. So I get it, but still, yeah, I think they should still die. It. Yeah, it's you put know, a it's net. Damned if you do, damned if you don't. Yeah, don't even make a walking area. Put a net to catch somebody, and then they look like an idiot and they're stuck out there. Keep in mind, this is Kentucky. Yeah, true. Natural now selection. I got picked. I I've been yelled at for picking on Kentucky. Really? Yeah. By who? The French? Mostly Justin. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, but they, they don't have enough money in their infrastructure for a big net. <laughs> oh gosh, that was mean. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm being honest. Well, let's just stick to the French when we make fun of somebody. All right. Well, speaking of the French, uh oh, Louisiana. Oh, Cajun. Uh, Creole. 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 <laughs> the Grunch. The Grunch? The Grunch. It's like the Grinch, but... Yes, but it's not. He's French. It's not. The Grunch! This is No, the, the Grinch is a lot nicer. Ooh. The uh, Grunch Road is an old dirt road that leads deep into the woods and eventually dead ends. A favorite place for teenagers to go and do whatever teenagers do. Wink. Uh, until they learned about the Grunch. The grunged are rumored to be a group of deformed, half-human, half-monsters as a result of years of isolation in Louisiana bayous. In present day, it is said that if you find yourself on Grunch Road, don't get out of your car if you see a goat who looks injured. The story says that Grunch uses goats to lure people out of their cars so they can eat them and drain their blood. This sounds very real. So the Grunch actually has, like, it's weird. Uh, you know, it's like, it's classic urban legend. Yeah. But it's described as looking... There's actually two deaths that are uh, attributed to the grunge. Actual deaths. Yeah. Drowning. 
Okay. But like imagine a all white alligator, a human, and a manatee were kind of squished together. Okay. That's that, what it looks like. Mm-hmm. All melty, like bubble gum, and those animals' parts sticking out. I almost believe this one's real because I've seen some backwoods, you know, Louisiana people, and I can imagine. So imagine probably some toxic dump that I don't know. So I was gonna say, uh, imagine those people being scared of something. Yeah, yeah. So exactly. that, that's what these people are scared of. The grunge. Uh, <laughs> we're into the M's, Maine. Mysterious stain on Colonel Jonathan Buck's tomb. The tomb of Colonel uh, Colonel Jonathan Buck in Bucksport bears a mysterious leg-shaped stain. The story goes that Buck sentenced a woman to burn for witchcraft. And while she was burning, her leg rolled out of the fire. It has also been said that the witches cursed Buck's tomb to always bear a stain for his injustice. It is said that people have tried to get rid of the stain... Uh, twice as far as public knowledge, but the stain keeps reappearing. Mm. So it has been professionally qu- cleaned by the government twice. Interesting, but it still comes back. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's like an oil stain in your clothes. Yes, sure. You keep scrubbing it and scrubbing it, but it, it just don't go still, away. It just stays there. Uh, Marilyn, Chessie of Chesapeake Bay, uh, the, you know, the Chessie, the monster. Right, yeah. I think we... T- We've done this a little bit. Yeah, so big that's... Lake, big lake monster, bay yeah, monster. 30-foot-long snake monster. Yeah. Hi, Chessie. Hi. Massachusetts. Ooh. The spirits of Hosack Tunnel. Hosack Tunnel? Okay. H-O-O-S-A-C. Yeah, Hosack. Hosack Tunnel. Now, I think I've seen videos of this tunnel, and this looks absolutely terrifying. I gotta look this up now. In the 24-year-long construction of the Hoosack Tunnel in the western Massachusetts, approximately 200 men died. Death was so associated with the tunnel that it eventually got nicknamed the Bloody Pit. The Bloody Pit? After a, uh, par- a particularly gruesome explosion in 1986, or 68, sorry, 13 miners were trapped inside the tunnel. The other workers assumed that the miners had died, but eventually discovered the miners uh, had lived built a raft to combat flooding, and eventually died due to poison gas inhalation. Mm. It said that the 13 miners haunted the tunnels for years, moaning and uh, briefly appearing as ghosts. That's creepy. It's a big, dark tunnel. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking it up People now. go into it and stuff like that, and weird stuff happens. Hmm. Yeah, like every picture, you can see like one foot into the tunnel, the rest is just pitch black. Michigan. You ready? Yep. The little girl on Knock Knock Road. The legend of Knock Knock Road says there's a little girl who was murdered on Knock Knock Road in the Detroit area. Now she appears to drivers at their car windows, knocking, trying to find the person who killed her. Who's there? A little ghost girl. If there was a little ghost girl on every road that had a little girl killed in Michigan, specifically Detroit, I don't think you could drive around without a little girl being out your window. Yeah, I know. Gosh. So bad, but true. Minnesota. Oh, Minnesota. What do we got up in Minnesota? The Kensington Runestones. Oh, okay. I think we've heard of these yeah. before. So in, in 1896, a Swedish-American farmer with a gigantic slab of rock on his farm had symbols that appeared to be Norse in origin. Uh, and since then, no one has ever figured out where they came from. While most historians have debunked in which... Don't don't yell at me because I have a I have an update from this specific article about this. Okay. While most historians have debunked the rock, now known 
as a Kingstone runestone as a hoax due to the dating and stuff like that. Uh, they actually, this article had to make an apology saying that that was wrong. They have never been officially debunked by archaeologists. Oh, good, good. Yeah, I mean, we. I think it's been accounted now. You know, not what we were taught in school, but like the Vikings were here in North America before. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they were here. Columbus they were ever here. came. So, to, uh, yeah, I would say they probably made up that this was a hoax just because it throws off the narrative. But yeah, they were definitely here. The Vikings probably carved this, whatever they did. You know. Yeah, that's pre- that's pretty awesome. I'd like to go see this sometime. I wonder how far it is off away from where I go fishing. No idea. It's in Kensington. 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 I've heard of that port. Must be close. <laughs> Mississippi. Deer Island's haunted treasure. The ghost of Deer Island originated from an old pirate story. The story says that back in the 1920s, two men were fishing on Deer Island when they heard rustling in the bushes, a noise that they assumed was caused by a wild hog. Eventually, they decided to go check it out and encountered a headless skeleton. They ran back to their boat, and the skeleton followed them all the way back, waving its arms in the air. <laughs> According to the pirate story, that when the ship sailed into Brunakshu Bay, uh, they had buried treasure there on Deer Island. The crew decided to behead one of their own, left the body behind to guard the treasure. Now, this is very common practice for pirates. So a lot of times they'd kill a slave hmm. at the bottom of where they would hide their treasure and stuff like that. So the spirit uh, would guard the would guard the treasure. Man, I wouldn't be guarding that if they're the ones that killed me. They don't get the choice in it. It's like a kind of that mix of not voodoo. It's a it it's a very pirate magic. Yeah, where they 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 were f- like forcibly tying a soul to this to this stuff. Yeah, oh, it's so weird. Pirates were crazy. <laughs> Missouri, this is the Momo monster. Oh, okay. Uh, the Momo reported tried to abduct a four year old boy. But there's no evidence that there was uh, has ever been found of this. No, Momo is a very not a Bigfoot. We're gonna do it. We have a special coming out about Momo in coming months. So yeah, stay tuned for Momo. But uh, you'll hear it here first. Momo's not a Bigfoot. There we go. Nothing about Momo. Breaking news says it, like there's very few Bigfoot like things about Momo. Who is a teaser? Yeah, For- it, foreshadowing. It's it's weird because if you like. Like uh, small town monsters, I think did Momo, and they painted it as a Bigfoot, which is fine. Uh, but like when you look at some of the old stories and stuff like that, there's not a lot of it that when you're like, "Oh, that's a Bigfoot." Yeah, not not a lot of marker Bigfoot yeah. markers. Uh, definitely seems more like uh like a goat man. Well, don't don't ruin it. Yeah, so it seems like something else, but I'm not gonna ruin it. Okay. Montana. Ooh, I like Montana. The story of Sacrifice Cliff. So oh. you don't. Now, people, if you've learned anything from this list so far, we're about two-thirds of the way through. Uh, look at the names of places. Yeah. If it has, like, a name like Sacrifice Cliff, uh, the Poison Cemetery, stuff like that, yeah, have you ever stay been, away. You ever been, this is side tangent, but you ever been skiing or snowboarding? Mm-mm. Like, to a ski resort? So we went up in Michigan, and we rode the ski lift all the way to the top, and we're taking our path down, and we... We accidentally turned down this wrong path, and we went down this one, and it was like a straight down, like down the mountain, straight down. Like I wiped out a couple times, whatever. We lost my skis. Finally, we made it down the mountain. I looked on the map, like where are we turn wrong? We turn on, and we turned, and the path we went down, its name was Nosedive. 
Oh, it was a double black diamond hill, which are like the the ex- expert hills. Mm-hmm. But it was called nose dive, so you can imagine probably shouldn't have been going down that one. So the story of Sacrifice Cliff, the story of Sacrifice Cliff comes from old Native American legends. Uh, two members of the Crow tribe arrived to their village from a trip to find almost everyone had been infected with smallpox and had died. Don't take blankets. <laughs> Uh, so heartbroken about their loss of their loved ones, the two decided to blindfold their horses and ride off a cliff to join their tribe on the other side. Oh, gosh. Sacrifice Cliff is visible from almost anywhere in Ballings. Uh, so it is sad, but a bit spooky to think about the story while the cliff looming over the entire city. Yeah, it so is. The city of Montana is like tucked into this cliff. Yeah, that is really sad. But yeah, don't take blankets from anybody. Oh, yeah, and, and please don't put any infectious diseases on blankets and hand them out to folks. I guess that should be the that should be the lesson. Right, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's both. It's, it's both. Because people are going to do that are going to do it. Like, they're already, there's no saving them. They're going to do it. They're already infected with evil. Uh, Nebraska, the poison girl at Sentinel, Sentinel yeah. uh, Hill. Hall. Hill. Hall. Hall. Don't confuse me. I had it right, and you confused me. Well, I'm just guessing. The insider chose the most haunted places in each state. Sentinel Hall was a no-brainer. People claimed to have had multiple ghosts roaming in the halls. The creepiest story of Sentinel Hall originates in the 1940s, when it used to be a high school. The story says a student was playing with her clarinet, suffered a heart attack, and died. Uh, because her reed was poisoned. Oh. Now, a reed is a piece of the clarinet. It's the, it's the it's vibrating little, piece. Yeah, a little wood piece you put it on the mouthpiece. Yeah. Now people claim to feel a cold spot, disembodied music, and have witnessed an empty rocking chair that starts rocking. Uh, well, uh, well, who would poison someone like that? What a, what a I don't know. That's ingenious She was plan, a whiner. They dipped a reed in it like was her music rat teacher. poison. Yeah, like God, this girl, like, I'll eh, we'll spray a little what a cyanide on her. So I don't know what you do. Rub a newt on it. Y- yeah, that's what they did. They rubbed newts on it. Uh, <laughs> Nevada. I give you one guess what Nevada's is. Uh, haunted casino. Area fifty one. <laughs> oh, oh, really? That's so blasé. But yeah, it, there's probably no urban legend that's more famous than Area 51. Right, yeah, I guess The so. urban legend surrounding Area 51, because it's a real place. Yeah. But, you know. I yeah. like Haunted Casino better. That's what it should be. <laughs> yeah. So here's a fun little quote. The U.S. government officially states that Area 51 is classified due to national security. That's what they say about everything mm-hmm. they don't want to tell you. But, yeah, so that's that one. our national security. We can't tell you this. We can't tell you who's all on Jeffrey Epstein's list. Uh, Ooh, that's a different show, Jay. Yeah, true. I'm getting influenced by those guys. New Hampshire, the Witch of Hampton, Goody Cole, uh, Eden's Goody Cole was the only woman in New Hampshire history to have been tried for witchcraft multiple times. Her first charge was in 1650 or 56, and she was charged again in 1671. 
Uh, when she died, her body was re- or was recovered. The townspeople were rumored to have staked or put stakes through her heart to prevent her from haunting their town. Oh. People could continue to blame Goody for the misfortunes of Hampton's existence for the past three hundred years. Yeah, because people rammed stakes into her heart after he was already dead. Uh, for example, a boat full of Hampton residents overturned, and everyone on board drowned. Even though they were in a swimming distance from shore, people blame Goody for this. Hmm. I wonder if this is near Wake, Lake Winnipesaukee. Hmm. All right, New Jersey. One if, guess. Uh, New Jersey Devil. Yep. Yeah. It's Listen back to Cribbage the Corner, Jersey Devil episode. Ep- season, uh, blah, 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 episode. But no, specifically, it's more about the Leeds part of the legend. Yeah. With the 13 children and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Again, listen to our episode mm-hmm. on it if you haven't already. New Mexico. Ooh. And I'm going to try to read this. Lai Lamara Harare. Harara. Lai Lamara Harara. Nailed it. It translates to evil hour. There we go. It's an entity that you don't want to run into on a dark road. Legend says it at first appears as a black ball of energy, constantly moving and changing in size and shape. If you look at it, it will drive you insane and will slowly kill you. Other times it appears as a scary looking woman. It is said that if you uh, see her at a crossroads, you are someone in your family will die. It's a demon. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, it's what it sounds like. I'm surprised this wasn't on Breaking Bad. They didn't bring this element into it. Like Gus Fringe hired this demon, La Hermosa. <laughs> that was the name of his chicken place, I think. I don't remember. Uh, I'm surprised that wasn't a subplot, and Walter had to figure out how to use some chemical to get rid of it. Interesting stuff, Jay. Yeah. Great commentary as always. <laughs> yeah. Uh, New York. This has a friendly name. Is it a sloth? It's Corpsey. Corpsey, a dead sloth, that shovel head. Corpsey, the dead sloth. <laughs> no, the story of Corpsey has many interpretations, but it's generally told as a story of a man who stalked a sleepaway camp uh, or a children's hospital. There's kind of like a mix. Like this one of these stories, it has like 15 different tellings. Okay. Uh, but had a hook for a hand and killed children who were wandering alone at night. Every single person who went to the camp in upstate New York heard about Corpsey. A hash slinging slasher. Things took a more sinister turn when the documentary pours, or posed uh, that Corpsey was actually real and a convicted ch- or children kidnapper named Andra Rand. Hmm. Interesting. Quick little story. Yeah. Uh, did I ever tell you about the guy when I was at church camp? And a meat hook for a hand? No, the guy that broke into cabins and stuff like that. No. So I was at church camp. I was doing wilderness camping. So this is in Ohio, in uh, northeast Ohio, in the Pine Forest. Uh, this church camp is like a 2,000 acres. Okay. It's massive. Yeah. So I'm doing survival camping where you learn how to survive with the land. We're out there for a week. We're so far from the main camp. Yeah, that like I you can walk to like where we were from the main camp, but it was take it would take you most of the day to get there and get back. Okay, uh, so anyways, at main camp, like our counselors had radios and stuff like that for safety and that kind of stuff, and there was a road like you could drive all the way back to where we were. Okay, and like if you needed to. Yeah, um, but like weird stuff started happening at main camp. Like they had a normal like girls camp and stuff like that happening at main camp, like it's a massive church camp. So several camps were happening at the same time. Yeah. Uh, and it wasn't just church camps. I just called church camps. That's what I we went to it as for kids. Uh, right, right, right. Uh, it's the same one Marilyn Manson went to. 
Oh, nice. Okay. Anybody knows at Inspiration Hills is where Marilyn Manson went to as a kid. Must have had good inspiration there. Yeah. Explains a lot about you. Yeah, but uh, his name's still on the wall. Brian, or Brandon. Brian. I think. Brian. Whatever. Anyways, so weird stuff starts happening at main camp. We kept getting blamed for it. We're being told we're sneaking away at night and walking back to main camp and messing with those campers and stuff like that. And we're like, no, we're not. We're all here. Yeah, yeah. And like, so our counselor started staying up all night and watching us. And st- weird stuff still was happening. So eventually, like, okay, it's not you guys. So we are playing. Uh, so once again, this camp is massive. Right, 2,000 acres is big. We are playing uh, basically capture the flag tag at night in pairs over like 250 acres. Okay. So it's massive. So it's like... 1.30 in the morning, we're getting to where we're all kind of getting balled up. It's pitch black. There's no flashlights. This guy kind of runs into me and a buddy and then runs away, runs into, like, starts zigzagging, and he starts running into everybody in this field because we're almost at the end of the game. And we're all trying to figure out, like, who is that? Is that Mark? Is that, you know, who, who is this running around? He just, and it was a guy named Timmy, and he was the one breaking into camp. But that night, he had broke in and stole personal items from very young girls. Uh-oh. And almost got caught. So he's freaking out running. He didn't know we were out there. Yeah. So he was caught. And he's zigzagging like a trapped animal. Little tiny, like, thin, weird man. So he's zigzagging, freaking out. And we're like, we don't know what's going on. Because there's this weird guy, and then there's a couple, like, they eventually restrained him, and he got arrested that night. Oh, no. Uh, I mean, yes, that's good. Yeah. He lived near the camp. He was a counselor that got banned. Oh. Because uh, he was weird. Yeah. I wonder, yeah. Obviously. But yeah, it was just funny because he's like, he was freaking out the campers out there. And then he ran into the middle of our game. And we had some really big people with our, like. Yeah. We had some behemoths in this in this group. Jeez. So this like 140 pound man basically ran into me and the guy I was with. The guy I was with is like 6'4 and like 350 pounds. Yeah. Jeez. And they basically wrestled him to the ground. That's craziness. Worst thing is his sister still worked for the camp. Yeah. And obviously it's a strange sister. Like they didn't talk or nothing like that. Yeah, yeah. Because he was weird with her too. Okay, gotcha. Ah, well. That's a There's g- my camp story. At least he didn't have a meat hook for a hand. He could have. Eventually. But you know those weird guys. You can always tell like. Oh, yeah. I'm looking at one. Yeah. <laughs> this is gonna be a long episode north carolina we're getting there we're getting there uh the beast of bendabro 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 in 1950s multiple animals were found dead and drained of blood this is actually a monster quest episode mm. uh people were so scared of this beast that they would close schools in these areas and stuff like that like literally it was like gutting cows and stuff like it was killing big animals and killing a lot of animals. Gotcha. Okay. People are thinking rogue mountain lion, all this stuff, because yeah. it was just killing stuff every day. Huh. They closed school and stuff like that. They never actually, uh, they think it was probably a particularly large bobcat, but it was never actually confirmed. Now they have Beast Fest every year. And they never caught it? No. Okay. They had several different people shot at several different things, and they think they finally scared it off. But it, there's confirmed killings you know, like of these... A- bunch a bunch of animals died like literally there's schools closed yeah it's nuts i mean these people really went all out to just have their beast fest Mm -hmm. Uh, north dakota the lady in white lane 
So we've all heard the tragic story of the Lady in White, but how about the Lady in White Lane? Mm. This legend states that a young woman uh, became pregnant out of wedlock. Her religious parents forced her to marry the father. The baby ended up dying after their marriage. The girl was so upset her ba- about her baby and her uh, forced marriage, she hung herself on the bridge in her wedding dress. Loke was claimed to still oh. see her ghost hanging there. Oh, that's so bad. That sounds awful all the way around. Mm-hmm. How about the greatest state in the Union? Ohio. Ohio. What do you think they picked? Oh, good question. I don't know. The Defiance Dogman. Really? That's what they picked? That's one of our first episodes. Yeah, so go back, listen. We uh, probably sound awful. 1972, basically a dogman in human clothes, chairized, defiance, uh, rattling doorknobs, all kinds of stuff. It was an interesting one. So in Oklahoma... The Mysterious Shaman's Portal. The mysterious occurrence of Beaver Dunes Park that has attributed to the fact that it was built upon ancient Native American burial grounds, like most of the country, uh, when it was called the Shaman's Portal. It is also known as the Oklahoma Bermuda Triangle. So there you go, Bob. Go check this out. Yeah. Mysterious things have happened in the park, starting with the Spanish uh, conquistadors who went missing while searching for gold in the 1500s. Since then, the paranormal activity seekers flock to the dunes. Some people claim to have UFO, a UFO crash there. A group in the 90s who tested the soil said it was abnormal. I couldn't, on my, on my cursory search, I could not find the soil test. Oh, really? Because I used to do soil testing. Yeah. So I was like, I just kind of want to see what they're saying abnormal and is. And you couldn't find it? Yeah. Because hmm. it may not exist. Oh, okay. okay. Not because it's hidden. Is it, is it buried? it's like urban legend stuff. Yeah. They found anomalous soil readings. Well, it could be go both ways, though. But, like, anomalous soil readings are more common than you may realize. Oh, uh, okay. Like, let's say there's a lot of aluminum in the soil. Yeah. It's almost like there was a tin can factory up the street. Or they're dropping stuff out of planes. <laughs> that was not a pause in the recording. It was just me staring at Jay. Yeah, I was going to say, how long are you going to let that go? All right. Ready for Oregon. Oregon. The Bandage Man. Bandage Man. It's like a mummy. Canyon, or of Cannon Beach. It's like a mummy? <laughs> the Bandage Man is America's version of the mummy. Oh, okay. There we go. He is rumored to be a ghost of a logger who died in a sawmill accident, now terrorizes teenagers who hang out in the deserted areas of the highway near Cannon Beach. Stories say that if he knocks on your car window, he's trying to get in and kill you, and he smells really, really bad. bad. <laughs> Man, a sawmill accident. No wonder why he's covered in bandages. Pennsylvania. Ooh. The bus to nowhere. In Philadelphia, there's rumor to be a bus that doesn't have an end destination other than hell. What, are you stuck on this bus forever? The story says the bus only picks up passengers that are their lowest moments in their life who need to get away from their problems. Once passengers are ready to face the world, they can get back off the bus. But the passengers have no idea how long they've been on the bus. It could have been hours, days, and in some examples, even years. This is a government thing. It could be. They're getting kidnapped. Or it could be kind of like... They're spying on these people. A nice interdimensional entity that's like, hey, listen, I sense, like, I don't get your problems, but I get you're distressed. Here's a bus. So people that have claimed to be on the bus for, like, hours and stuff like that say that it was, like, a very calming thing. Hmm, interesting. That, like, they just needed, like, to step out of life for a second 
to like relax. Hmm. So that's the only time the bus picks you up, and it almost always drops you off in the same location. That's weird. Huh, this is, that's an interesting one. I'd like to look more into this one. So, yeah, it's almost like a, a what I would say is a nice-ish interdimensional being. Yeah. It's like, because sometimes they're gone for years. So yeah. that's not nice, but it may not understand time in our, you know. Right. I mean, if, as long as you're fine, it ain't hurting you. It's, apparently, everybody's got off. Like, they never felt threatened while they were on the bus. They felt, yeah. they said it's calm. They feel hmm. better about their problems when they got off. Interesting. So it's a weird. This is like it's a weird one. Yeah, I'd like to look more into this one. Rhode Island. Okay. The Devil's Footprints. Oh, okay. I think we talked about this before. Yeah. There's a rock on Devil's Foot Road. It appears to show a normal human footprints and cloven hoofs. The story goes that a Native American woman murdered a white man, fled the scene of the crime. While running, she was stopped by another man. She cried out for the devil to save her, because apparently that's what a Native American <laughs> woman does. When, a, uh, when the man admits that she, uh, he himself was the devil and stomped his feet, the ground proved that he had cloven hoofs. The rock still shows this to this day. Mm, that's a cool story. Except, yeah, it's just crim- or villainizing the Native American. Yeah, a little bit. They, a little bit. A lot of them do. Yeah, that might not have truth to it. Yeah. Uh, and why would a Native American cry out for the devil? Right, exactly. Um, unless they were, I mean, I don't think, the, you never know what they're into. Yeah. South Carolina, the death of Julia Larger in 1800s. Largers were a well-to-do Southern California or South California, Carolinian, sorry, <laughs> family that had homes in the mainland of Edisto Island. Their daughter, Julia, got sick and was pronounced dead. She was buried in her family's monolism. Monolism, that's such a weird. I know it is, but I know what those are. Years later, another member of the larger fa- the larger family died, and when the tomb was opened, the remains of Julie were found outside of her coffin. The story says that Julie was in a coma, and she had awoken and tried to escape the uh, the tomb, but sadly died of starvation. Mm. Uh, uh, after I, don't, I don't know how mausoleums, every mausoleum I've ever been to, there's not really room to get out of your uh, little coffin. No, so the one here in Ada doesn't have coffins in it. Really? No, it's just like little slots that you like lay a right. body in. Right, yeah. So That's it's like a I little room. Of... Hmm. So she woke up and was banging on the door, and they don't open from the inside. No, they don't. Oh, that's uh, that's weird. But yeah, so there were scratch marks on the door and stuff like that. Oh, that's so bad. That's so bad. Here's a weird one for you. South Dakota. Walking Sam in the Pine Ridge Indian Reservation. Uh, reportedly over seven feet tall and very slim, Walking Sam is said to appear on the streets of Pine Ridge Indian Reservation at night. He tries to convince teenagers to take their own lives. Whether or not Walking Sam is real, something tragic is going on in, at, the, at the reservation. In, from December 2004 till May, to the, or not 2004, 2014, to May of 2015. So six months-ish. Very recent. 103 suicides. Oh my gosh. At Pine Ridge. Suicides? Like, is that in quotes? No, it's actual suicides, like teenagers and stuff like that killing themselves, and they think it's this entity. Yeah. Infrasound. Oh, yeah, there you go. Anyways, yeah, but that's happening. Walking don't go Sam there. sounds like Slender Man. Don't go there. Tennessee, the boy in the bathroom at Pine Haven School. And yeah, don't go anywhere that has pine in the title. <laughs> yeah, it's, there's an overlapping theme here. 
Uh, Pine Haven School, located in Jamestown, is an old abandoned uh, school that is said to be haunted, like all old abandoned schools. The tragic story supposedly took place where a boy was concerned by a, or was uh, concerned by a group of bullies in the bathroom, and shoved into a mirror, which shattered and killed him. Oh Jesus! To avoid getting caught by <laughs> of committing the murders, the bullies decided to bury the boy underneath the floorboards. Today, people say that they go inside the school and they can see the reflection of the boy in the mirror. Oh, jeez, that's so scary. They we're, buried him under the floorboards? Mm-hmm. We're nearing the end, kids. The candy lady of Texas. Yeah, Texas. In the early 1900s, children of an unnamed rural town in Texas started to go missing, and residents blamed the candy lady. The story said that she would go around leaving candy on children's windows, and eventually she would lure these kids... Uh, out with notes attached, promising more and more candy. The stories picked up steam when the farmer allegedly found rotting teeth on his farm and later found a body of a boy uh, with his pockets stuffed with candy. Mm. While little is known of the origins of the story, some specula- or speculation says the candy lady was a real woman named Clara Kane. Hmm. She's like, creates human pinatas. Yeah, I want some candy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's bones in that chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Utah, the curse of Escalade Petrified Forest. Oh. While it is illegal to take anything from Escalade Petrified Forest State Park, it is legal that, or there is a legal that, or there is a legend that, sorry, there's a legend that says that anyone who takes a piece of petrified wood from the park will be cursed by bad luck and sickness and accidents. Uh, the. Sh- Park manager Kenneld Farnsworth, just like Futurama, that's why I was having yeah. trouble reading that, <laughs> stated that in 2014, uh, he got about a dozen packages every year containing a piece of wood from the park and apology letters detailing the sender's misfortunes. Wow. Don't take rocks. Don't take old wood. Yeah. Um, there's a, I've been, we almost went to the Petrified Forest in Arizona. I wanted to stop there, but now I know this. I'm not, I was going to like, I was going to swipe some rocks from there, but. Not now, I'm not. Uh, Vermont, the Frozen People, first appearing in the in the daily that was published in the late 1800s. The legend of hibernating old people recounts the tales of poor families outside uh, Mon- Monoplier who couldn't afford to Montpelier? feed. I guess sure. It's the capital. It's the capital of Vermont. Yeah, it's Vermont. Come on, they don't have a capital city. Anyways, people who couldn't afford to feed and clothe the oldest members of their family, so they'd freeze the people and bury them. Oh, my god! According to the tale, when spring rolled around, the elders thawed out, and they were just fine. No, come on. Come on. It's like the movie uh, Weird Science, where they freeze the grandparents. <laughs> Literally, it's what happened. Virginia, the bunny man. The bun- bunny man legend states that every good urban legend starts with the insane asylum. The people of Clifton were so up in arms about the asylum that they were able to get all the patients uh, transferred. The patients who were being moved on a bus accidentally crashed, and the police were able to catch all the patients except one, Mm. the famous Bunny Man. According to this tale, the Bunny Man lives in the woods, sustaining himself on woodland creatures, mostly bunnies. Mm, Makes sense. But eventually he attacks humans. Some people report being attacked by a man with a hatchet. Others tell of a group of teenagers that see bright lights and would wind up dead, strung up over a bridge. 
Does he wear like a bunny mask or something? Or? He wears the skin of rabbits. Oh, okay. Bunny man. That's pretty creepy. No bunny man. Hmm. Washington. Just Bigfoot. Really? It's literally because every, every nook, cranny, drive has its own Bigfoot story. Yeah. I mean, it's number one state for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, West Virginia. Give you one guess. Ooh, West Virginia. Um, Snallygaster? Probably not. Mothman. Oh, of course. That's too obvious. Listen to our nine hour, 12 hour episodes on the Mothman. The end of season one. Is it? Yes. Okay. Sure. Okay, what's the next state? Wisconsin. Ooh, uh, probably some lame mound. Uh, no, it's actually just nothing. They don't have any legends yeah, there. It's very boring. Uh, uh, no. Alcohol man. <laughs> alcohol man. The man that comes out and he drinks all of your beer at night. Yeah, that's spooky. They would literally burn down the state. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, the story, so it's a Boy Scout lane. The story was expected. Right. The story of what exactly happened at Boy Scout Lane varies, but in all ends, the same conclusion. A group of Boy Scouts were found dead on the road. In some stories, there was a bus crash with no survivors. In others, they were murdered by the bus driver. In others, they just mysteriously vanished into the woods one by one. Mm. Visitors report seeing a swinging body in the tree, feeling as if though they're being watched, and finally finding child-sized handprints all over their car windows. Oh, okay, that's weird. <laughs> oh, man, Boy Scout Road. Now, can you tell me what the last state is by alphabetical order? It would be Wyoming. It is, and it's the Devil's Tower. Oh, okay. Now, why there is no scientific consensus of why Devil's Tower Rock looks the way it does, but one Native American uh, creation story attributes the landmark to uh, the shape of a tragedy. According to the story, a large group of uh, Cheyenne girls were attacked by a giant killer bear. Two escaped and found their way, or found help from two boys who convinced the girls to act as bait. They climbed on top of the tower to bait the bear, or the, the and and the bear tried to follow. The boys shot arrows at the bear, and it finally gave up, leaving scratches all up and down the rock. I've seen pictures like of that yeah. too. Ah, that's one urban legend I just can't get along with. That's a big bear. That's big people. That's very big. Maybe I mean maybe in ancient times, maybe it was giants and a giant short faced bear cousin. Maybe I guess I can't rule it out. So, I guess the the thought line for urban legends for this episode was kind of saying that most of these legends come from the end and are built backwards. By that I mean, like, for example, last one just did Devil's Tower exist, mm -hmm. and they built stories up from the back. Gotcha, yeah. And almost it. all of these have actual nuggets of truth, and most of them revolve around a death or, you know, anything like that, and the legends are built up backwards. Yeah. I think the witch ones, a lot of times, they were built up backwards to justify their actions that were done in fear. Yeah, true. And then there's weird ones like the clown guy in Illinois, like, that's, screw that. Like, probably really de did happen. And who knows the stories that came along See, with it. See, like, that, I think, was, like, exactly what I said, that there were kidnappings were on the rise at the time. Yeah. So there were, that was the nugget of truth. And then the, in oh, what did I even say? The inner beauty or whatever movie it was. The inside color or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. Living color. Living color. That had a creature similar. So they kind of just merged. And then the story was built backwards. Took off, yeah, yeah. 
It's creepy. And I think that's a big thing with urban legends is that there's that nugget and they're built backwards. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I th- do you think a lot of them are real? But it's or just like you said, have that nugget of truth in there. Yeah, there's always there's always some kind of truth in them. But the ghost ones and the creepy bridge. So I think what's the big difference between urban legends and like folk stories and stuff like that? Hmm. And to me, it's the lesson. Aha. Okay. Urban legends most of the time don't have one. Mm-hmm. They so, don't need to have one. They don't right. need that structure. Right. Some do ish. Yeah. The lessons like uh, don't kill people. Like, but folklore stories, which some are still made up, but may have a nugget of truth. Very similar things. But they have a lesson to be learned. They have a story, a, a thing that they're trying to teach you. Don't go on train trestles, bridges, whatever. That was oh, one. Poplik. I was yeah, like, that, that was a that was an hour ago. Well, it's a good one, a lesson to learn. Yeah. So, but but folklore doesn't, or not folklore, urban legends don't need that. Yeah, I gotcha. Yeah. But yeah, what's your thoughts, urban legends? I mean, it's every state has their own, and they're all. You know, some overlap, some are similar, but they're all very individualistic, I guess you could say to a certain extent. And that's what makes it all interesting because they're all very, can be very, very different. It's just a lot of stuff out there. Get out and explore the world a little bit, learn about these things and know where to stay away from. That's probably one of the most important things about all these. I have been the great and powerful mystery. And I've been clone 87J. (laughs) Together we're Crypto Corn Podcast. Make sure you join us on YouTube, Patreon if you feel like donating, or even just hanging out and having fun. We appreciate you guys, and we'll catch you next week with more Monsters and Mysteries. Bye! Thank you for listening to Crips of the Corn Podcast. Please share with a friend you think would like us. It's the best way to help our show grow. Leave a comment, rate us, a five-star review, and remember, there is always extra content on Patreon slash com. And don't forget, stay magical. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.